Hello and welcome to the Sporting for His Glory podcast. So it has been a while. I am really sorry. I know that it says on the podcast page that it's weekly uploads and, you know, that hasn't been happening. By all means, at one point it was weekly. But I have been away. I've been competing and I've been training, um, you know, in very nice weather. I did some warm weather training in Dubai, which was really amazing. It was so lovely to just train in the warm because winter training is hard. It is so cold. By all means, every winter I question why I do an outdoor sport genuinely. I just realised that maybe I should have stuck to wheelchair basketball because that was actually the first sport I ever did. So I really do question my life choices over the winter. And even as I speak, it's snowing outside and it's March. So I don't know what that's about. But here we are back in Britain, back in the cold weather. But the season's begun, so I'm excited really to get back um, competing again. And the whole trip was really great. And it was just nice to be back competing. Um, It was great to see a lot of my training partners and, you know, teammates again as well. The people that I train with abroad when I represent the country. So, yeah, it was a really lovely trip. And this episode is really a meet your host kind of thing because I'm conscious of the fact that there's probably some listeners who don't actually know who I am. I know that there's people that know me personally, but there's potentially some who don't. So I just thought it might be really useful to really make this an official introduction. So I thought I might start with, you know, who am I, for those who don't know. So my name is Carrie Denigan and I'm a Paralympic athlete. And I compete in the T34 classification. So the T34 classification is for track athletes. So that's basically what the T means. Um, who have cerebral palsy or similar disabilities and who can't run. So there are people with cerebral palsy who can actually run around the track. And then the T33s and 34s are those who use racing wheelchairs. So I'm a T34 and I use a racing chair to compete. And my Paralympic events are the 100 metres and the 800 metres. But when I go to national competitions, I do like the two, the four, sometimes the 15. Very rarely because the 1500 metres is very painful. But maybe once a year, you know, I'll put myself through that torture. So that's my event. That's my sport. I started after watching the Paralympic Games on TV, the London 2012 Games. I was 11 at the time. And prior to watching the games, I was excluded from sport at school. So during PE lessons, I was on the sidelines, which was really difficult, to be honest. So I never really thought sport was for me, especially elite sport. I mean, as I mentioned, I did a bit of wheelchair basketball from the age of nine. And I really enjoyed it. It was great to be a part of a, you know, a sports community. It was great to be around other people with disabilities. But I never saw wheelchair basketball as elite sport. You know, I just saw it as a hobby. I saw it as a disabled community thing. By all means, it is an elite sport. But it wasn't until watching the Paralympic Games that I really realised that para sport is elite. And it was specifically the athletics that caught my attention. My parents did some research and we found out that my local athletics club, Coventry Godiva Harriers, actually provided 
wheelchair racing, which is amazing because there's not many athletics clubs that offer wheelchair racing. And my coach had been to the Paralympic Games as a coach. He had an athlete who competed at the Paralympic Games and ironically in the same classification that I would end up being in. So it all just came together especially to have such a local opportunity to do wheelchair racing. Literally, the track is 10 minutes away from where I live and it's at the University of Warwick and I would later study at the University of Warwick. So everything really just seemed very aligned, you know, and I think being a Christian as well, I look back at the beginning of my journey and I just think, wow, like God was obviously involved in it, just the way that everything came together and how... Warwick actually University of Warwick as a place has been I guess the center in some ways of my sporting career Um, you know in terms of the placing of it that's where I began sport and that's where I studied and that's where I also got more in tune with Christian community and even you know um, found faith again for example after a time struggling with faith yeah it's special it's a really special place and in terms of my main sporting achievements I went to the Paralympic Games in Rio in 2016 when I was 15 I won a silver medal in the 100 meters and a bronze medal in the 400 and 800 meters there and then I also went to the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games which happened in 2021 and I won two silvers there in the 100 meters and the 800 meters. I've also been to world championships, European championships. Last year, I went to the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham and won silver in the 100 meters. So I've really been on an amazing journey of elite sport. And by, all, and by all means, I feel you know very blessed to have had the opportunities that I've had. And in terms of the impact of my faith as well, being a Christian, my faith, impacts everything I do so as an athlete I really try to give everything to God you know in my sport but even that's been a journey by all means I didn't begin like that at all it's something that's definitely grown probably over the past two three years really really letting God in to that part of my life and realizing that he wants to use me in it in my relationships with teammates in my relationships with the people I compete against, for example. Um, Also, um, I try and do sport very prayerfully as well, you know, committing it to God and hearing from him as well, you know, in terms of what I do, that's so important. And just knowing what he wants me to do and where he wants me to be in relation to my sport. Music also plays quite a significant role actually as well in sport, Um, As a whole, you know, in terms of athlete preparation, right, Um, in training, music plays a role. Also on competition day, um, it's, it's just important to fill your mind with the right things before a race or whatever. I say it plays a role. I mean, maybe not for every athlete. Maybe there are certain athletes who would rather prepare in silence. But for me personally, You know, I love to train to Christian music. I love to listen to Christian music prior to racing as well. Um, In terms of Christian music, actually, it's not always like worship as such, but I'm a huge fan of Christian hip hop and Christian rap. So like, yeah, that's my thing. I listen to a lot of that. I've been listening to Christian 
rap probably since I started doing sport it was kind of around the same time um so yeah um that's always you know been a part of my routine as such as an athlete and in terms of my faith journey as well kind of outside of sport as I've mentioned already it's had its ups and downs I have been brought up in a Christian home in a largely Christian family not that all my family are Christian at all but you know generally majority of the kind of older figures in my family are Christians who actively go to church and are actively involved in Christian life however I didn't give my life to Christ until I was around 10 but then you know I had my ups and downs I had kind of moments of doubt one significant time being when I was doing my A-levels and I was studying philosophy um, you know as part of RS I really struggled with some of the arguments around God's existence Uh, well specifically God's lack of existence those types of arguments you know and especially the arguments that kind of made out as if faith is just a thing of your mind a thing of your imagination those kind of arguments were really difficult for me to you know accept obviously and um, they were challenging though so it wasn't like I just rejected them but in fact they got really into my head and I was like oh my gosh like what do I even believe is it even true like how can I even know and So I really battled with intellectual doubt and I was probably in that state for around two years. So it wasn't something that just happened and kind of went, but I really, really battled with it. And I think what was hard as well was that there was a lack of Christian community around me during this time. I went to church, but I wasn't really active in youth, you know, the youth ministry, the youth community, because I was also doing sport and that was taking you know, more of my time and more of my life. Um, So less time um, in church besides, you know, the Sunday, usual Sunday routine. So that was difficult. And it wasn't really until lockdown that that spark of faith occurred again or around that lockdown time. I think it was slightly before lockdown. I remember being in my first year university room and like for the first time in ages, actually worshipping intentionally and I just remember really sensing God's presence for the first time in a long time and I really just was like whoa like God is still with me this is crazy even after me just kind of not really being interested and reading the Bible for the sake of it but not really getting much out of it at all like literally I'd just read a bit of the Bible and it would just go in my head and then literally just go nowhere like I just forget I'd read it and then I just forget what I'd read but I did it because I felt like I had to and I think it was the same with prayer at that time during my life I did it because I felt like I had to and I remember I used to even have these robotic prayers that I would pray you know <laughs> maybe we've all been there I'm sure I'm not the only one but I just have these prayers that I pray and I wouldn't even think about it but I'd feel like I had to it was all just obligation now that I think about it, it was all ritual you know it was all very religious ritually you know stuff that I did because I was like yeah I do it but it wasn't coming from my heart at all it was all just head you know it was all head no heart and then lockdown happened like I said and and, um, 
I really began to invest more into finding out about God again. Like I felt like I started again, like I literally bought myself a new Bible and started to read it for real. Like first time in ages, I actually started reading the Bible every day um, because I remember that I came across this idea. I think that it's um, something like, you know, you can build a habit in 21 days. So I told myself, okay, I'm going to read the Bible every day for 21 days. And that's essentially what I did. And then 21 days became more than 21 days. 21 days became every day, thank God. Um, and I think I've pretty much stuck to that now. Um, but obviously when I'm saying reading the Bible, like it wasn't necessarily, you know, reading many, many chapters, but it was just getting into the habit of at least reading a verse a day, maybe from the version app, you know, also trying to read my actual Bible, but, you know, just getting into a habit of reading the word. And that's where my faith reignited again. And even today I was reflecting on the way that the word of God specifically was a catalyst to me finding faith again when I was doubting God's existence I was convinced by the word of God it wasn't even community at that point particularly like I began to um, go to kind of community events at the university just prior to lockdown and during lockdown through a fellowship at Warwick called Pensa which is basically like this university fellowship for Pentecostal Christians um, or you know Christians who go to like Pentecostal churches but it was really the word that captured me you know I would read the word and I felt like I was encountering God through the word like certain words would just go so deep into me and that's really where my faith reignited again and obviously during that time as well lockdown track was shut gym was shut so Obviously, I didn't have so many distractions either. So I really got to press into God and um, got to just fall in love with Jesus again. And I'm really thankful for that time. Like, honestly, you know, lockdown was a great thing for me spiritually. I mean, other aspects, you know, <laughs> lockdown was hard. But in terms of faith, it was definitely a blessing in disguise. And I know there's lots of people like that, actually. I've heard of, you know, lots of stories of people finding faith over lockdown or rediscovering faith over lockdown I just think there was less noise less distractions obviously the news was noisy right during that time the media was kind of noisy but in some ways being by myself more ended up being a blessing because it meant that I was seeking fellowship and seeking company from God and seeking presence from him rather than you know from other people and other places even reflecting on the word there was a certain verse that really encouraged me during that time of of getting past intellectual doubt and it speaks of you know the clarity that we will have in knowing God when Christ returns. So the verse is 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12 and it says, for now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face. Now I know in part then I shall know fully even as I have been fully known. And this verse I actually came across after watching um, 
a virtual church service. It wasn't even my own church at the time. It was just another church. I think it was like their Christmas. It's weird. It was actually their Christmas service, I think, over lockdown, maybe Christmas 2020, like carol service. I think it might have been, or Easter. It was either Easter or Christmas. But this verse really touched me because even when he spoke about it, I didn't really think much of it. But then I remember feeling like I wanted to go and read it again after he'd said it. So I did read it in my Bible. And it was just powerful because I think it felt like God was kind of saying, yeah, you know, we don't understand it all right now. You know, we don't see it all right now in terms of faith, in terms of even Jesus. But we will. There will be a time you know, and we see Christ and we shall know fully, you know, because when you struggle with intellectual doubt, um, it's really hard because you want to know everything. Or at least that was my experience with intellectual doubt was the fact that I desired to know everything. And I struggled with not knowing everything. And it bothered me that I didn't understand everything. But this verse was like, yeah, now, yeah, we do see in a mirror dimly. But then face to face, one day we will see Christ face to face. One day we will understand it all. Now we know in part, but then I shall know fully. There will be a time when we will know fully. You know, even as we are known fully, even as we are known fully by God. So yeah, it was just such an encouraging verse. And I just felt like that broke a lot of barriers in my mind. Yeah, it really did. And that's just an example of a verse that I felt was really like, you know how the Bible talks about the word of God being a double-edged sword and being, you know, um, so powerful the way that it pierces into us, pierces into bone marrow, soul, spirit, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. As it says, Hebrews 4. 12 says for the word of god is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart yeah um it's basically that verse but in another version it says about thoughts and intentions of the heart but basically the word is so powerful so yeah that's my that's my testimony i've, I've kind of waffled a little bit about that but yeah it's just like that's how I got back into faith and that's where the fire came from was from literally encountering the word as that double-edged sword that challenged me and that, that pierced into some deep places and even now you know sometimes when I feel kind of in a rut spiritually like even being super honest even the past couple of days I've been feeling some type of way but I found it so powerful to actually just like open the word and just to speak it and pray through it and literally just declare it over myself like I found there was so much energy and strength that came from doing that so if you do feel like gosh I need a bit of a boost you know the word is so powerful and it can really boost you and strengthen you you know because it's alive and it's active so I hope that's encouraging thank you also for sending in some questions for me to answer so I will just answer those now so the first one was what made you want to start the pod? So I really just wanted to create a space where discussions around faith and sport could be held. And I wanted to give athletes and people in sport an opportunity to share their faith openly and authentically. 
and I really wanted to empower and encourage Christians and sports people at all levels and at all ages. You know, I really wanted it to be a place of encouragement, really, um, and a place to be inspired. And in terms of my own podcast inspirations, I am a huge fan of the Liz Wright Live Your Best Life podcast. And I definitely recommend that to all of you. Like it's such a great podcast. Liz Wright is an amazing woman of God. And to be honest, I think she has also influenced my Christian life quite a lot. Um, You know, I discovered her stuff probably just over a year ago. But yeah, like she's just a woman that really, like her whole ministry is about you know, encountering God, seeking God, um, desiring to know him more deeply, really. And that's what the podcast is about. She interviews Christians from all walks of life, in politics, TV, film, ministry, different aspects of life, not just ministry, you know, and just finds out about how God has used them in their fields and how God has spoken to them, you know, and how they've encountered God through difficult times, you know, through the ups and downs. So it's really good. And also she has certain episodes where she just talks about, you know, what God has revealed to her in the scriptures, but it's also really interactive. So I find it's a kind of podcast that you can listen to really prayerfully. So sometimes I listen to it and as I listen, I'm also praying and I'm also meditating because a lot of what she does is she actually reads scripture basically and just breaks scripture down and you just kind of go on a journey you know with God through the scriptures and I'm also inspired by that in my own podcasting like I really want to make it engaging I want to make it interactive and I think that's why I like to pray at the beginning of podcasts and also sometimes get my guests to also pray at the end because I think it just allows the listener you know to get involved engage and you know speak to God as they're listening to the podcast the next question was what's the most challenging thing about being an athlete now since graduating and to be honest I think it's being all-rounded you know, because all I'm really doing these days is training. And that can be quite difficult because, you know, I was so used to studying as well. So sometimes it can be hard to keep busy and to develop other interests. But I did find that, you know, doing this podcast has helped because it's given me something else to do as well. And it's been nice to plan podcasts and chat to people and stuff like that. So that's kind of given some variety to my life. Uh, But, you know, at the moment, I'm really just trying to keep myself busy and I'm trying to think about other things I can do and other ways that, you know, I can, I guess, even serve in society as well. The next question is, what's the hardest thing about podcasting? I think the hardest thing at times can be getting guests. I've requested, I've asked, you know, I don't always get responses back. That's okay though, because I know people can be busy. So that is not you know, to throw shade at all. That's just the way it is, by all means, especially with athletes. Um, But also publicizing the podcast can be hard. Building an audience around it as well is difficult. But, you know, it's part of it is because I'm literally doing all this by myself. But I do feel like I need to develop a team around it. Um, And I think that would probably be kind of challenging for me because, you know, this is kind of 
my baby you know <laughs> it's kind of my thing um at the moment but I would really like to um, branch out a bit and just allow other people in and, and kind of get other people's creativity and you know to work with others to build it and make it better especially on the side of marketing and social media like I definitely think the social media side could do some work and some support and also I think being patient as well with it um you know I want it to to grow and I want people to enjoy it I want people to engage but you know it's going to happen at God's pace and I really believe I'm doing something that God's put on my heart so I'm willing to be patient with it and just to allow it to happen you know um organically I'm not trying to force anything out there I'm just praying and you know hoping that it gets to the right people and the people who need to hear these episodes will hear them and the final question is what's your favorite thing about podcasting and I think for me it's actually editing like I really enjoy putting the podcast together I enjoy being creative in terms of you know writing the episode descriptions thinking about the titles of the episodes planning episodes I also love having conversations with other people. I think it's just been so lovely to just talk to others about Jesus and to talk about sport. And I found it personally really encouraging, you know, for my own faith in my own sporting journey as well. You know, I'll be honest, sometimes I need a bit of a boost of motivation to train and to compete and to live this athlete life. So I do find that having these conversations is so, so encouraging. And I really hope that it does encourage you. And I've probably said encourage a lot, but that's what I want. I just want you to be encouraged. I want you to listen and go away thinking, yeah, you know, I'm going to be an ambassador for Christ where I am. And you don't necessarily have to be in sport, but it's just about knowing wherever you are, you can be an ambassador for Christ. And also knowing that wherever you are, God is too. God dwells in you. God is with you you know even in actually in the last um Liz Wright podcast she even mentioned that just remembering that Christ is in us you know and that's something that I really reflect on a lot as an athlete wherever I go even when I was in Dubai I had moments of worship and prayer in Dubai when I just really felt like yeah wow God is with me like I'm not at home I'm not in my usual prayer spot but God is right here and I do pray that you also remember that just every moment of the day, God is with you. His spirit is with you. You're not alone, you know, and he loves you a lot. He loves you so much and he wants to be a part of every aspect of your life. So that's it uh, for this episode. I hope and pray that this was encouraging to you. Um, and I also hope that, you know, you just go out wherever you are and and know that Christ is with you. Know that he is in you. Know that, yeah, he's got you. He's got you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sporting for His Glory. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, check out our Instagram page at Sporting for His Glory. Be encouraged that you are empowered to represent Christ wherever you are, in the sporting world and outside of it. See you on the next episode. <laughs>